And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. And Magic Pod Squad is brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. They remind you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with the president of basketball operations, Jeff Weltman kind enough to join us and we get into everything his thoughts after two preseason games how the magic are progressing coming out of training camp his expectations for the team going into this season a little bit on his background uh and then kind of the mystery man jeff weltman gives his thoughts on bowl bowl and what magic fans can expect from him and why they should be super excited about magic rookie paulo bancaro wendell carter jr Franz Wagner, and the rest of the Magic. So lots of reasons to be very optimistic for this Magic team this year. Jeff Weltman breaks it all down on the latest edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Franz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli here with you, David Steele, Jeff Turner, George Galante. We're pleased to be joined by Magic President of Basketball Operations, Jeff Weltman, kind enough to join us. This is uh, prior to preseason game number three. The Magic will visit the Mavericks tonight. So, Jeff, I ask you, as you wake up in Dallas and get ready to go about your day, your level of excitement to join Pod Squad, closer to one, closer <laughs> to a ten, like where do we when you see this on the calendar, where does it rank? I've been in Vegas the last three days <laughs> watching Victor Wimbayama and Scoot and all those guys, and all I could think about was the pod squad. <laughs> <laughs> all I could well, think we appreciate about. that. We appreciate it. Same here for the last couple of days. Well, let us know then. Uh, you are out there in Vegas. I, I don't know how much you can get into and can't, but just the scene. It seemed like there were probably your counterparts from every NBA team on hand to watch those games. It must've been quite a scene out there in Vegas. It, it really was. Honestly, I don't think we've ever seen kind of uh, a game set up like this, where you have like this top international prospect who's actually team comes to the States at this time of the year and plays, you know, um, a, a, a G league ignite team, which is kind of like that hybrid, you know, college pro team. And, and so um it's such an it was such an interesting scouting opportunity to see such an elite level two two elite level prospects, but one of them being international on American soil in the fall. So it really I don't think it's happened before. And obviously there's so much buzz around, you know, the, the, the draft and those prospects. And so, yeah, the whole league descended on it. And, and um, you know, uh, obviously it's a lot of fun for the fans and, and those guys didn't disappoint. Hey, Jeff, I know you can't comment specifically uh, due to NBA regulations on, on players, but just in general, you, you know, you've been around a long time. You've been watching. You've been scouting drafts and players We're at this early point. It's still early, but we, we know Wembenyana is going to get a lot of attention. But the draft overall for next year, what, how does it look uh, compared to historically what you've seen at this point? Yeah, I mean, I, this is going to be a very strong draft, um, you know, especially, um, you know, in, in the upper reaches of it. Obviously, the rest of the draft will flesh itself out as the season goes forward. But there are already several, um, I would say, you know, high level prospects that that have been identified, um, you know, in, in the upper reaches of the draft. So I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a, a lot of talent at the top. There's going to be I think it's going to be deep. There are a lot of guys that were really eager to track as the season goes on. Our 
our uh, scouts kind of were all in Vegas and now they've all filtered out to pro days and practices. And, you know, we're already kind of, uh, you know, beating, beating the scouting trail, um, trying to um, put our first group of tiers together and understand how we see, see the draft shaking out a little bit. But uh, it's going to be a fun draft this year. I think they're, you know, they're going to be a number of players. And obviously for us, we're excited because we have, we have two picks. So um, you know, we'll have our own and we'll have Chicago's. So, uh, you know, we'll, 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 you know, do, do as always uh, the best we can at, at uncovering uh, every possible prospect, walking down every road and seeing every guy. And hopefully we'll be in good shape when the draft comes. Jeff, I know we've, we've talked to, to you about the draft and, and everything that goes into it, but I, I am just amazed. Like the last couple of games, you know, we, um, as I'm, I'm working, doing radio with Jake Chapman, you know, you're preparing for the game, and David and I laugh about this all the time. You start to realize how young these guys are, right? Like San Antonio uh, last night had four guys, four guys that are 19 years old. So you start putting your your uh, your play sheet together, and and you write down these guys were born in 2003. Like you know, that, to me, that is it's absolutely crazy. Just like how difficult it is, is it um, scouting these guys when they're so young? Yeah. Um, you mean like coming into the draft, you mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, obviously the, the shorter the track record, you know, the shorter the, the history, the, the more difficult it becomes. And so it becomes more important that you're able to, um, you know, see kind of, uh, you know, the events that the league allows us to see, you know, prep school events. And, and obviously uh, we need to, you know, do, do a uh, good job on our Intel and, and um, background collection. Um, but yeah, I mean, JT, like the, the, the less you can see a guy, um, the, the, the more challenging it becomes. And, you know, that's why um, those visits during the draft become important, you know, getting to know the person, not just the player and understanding, you know, the motivation and the, and the competitiveness and the team orientation and all of those things that feed into, you know, separating guys out in our league. Um, they become really important, but you're right, man. I mean, it's, it's kind of, um, that's where the league is going. We're trying to identify these guys and, you know, bring them up the right way. And it's interesting, you know, a game like last night, I was just able to watch it this morning. Um, you, um, you, you understand the value of veteran guys, not so much in their physicality as it was like in the old days, like you couldn't come in. It was a grown man's league, so to speak, but more just in their understanding of like role orientation and, you know, what it takes to win in this league. So uh, particularly in preseason, you're seeing a lot of these guys get reps that probably won't during the regular season, but it, it does become more challenging for sure. I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel old at all until you said that. I, I, felt, like I, was, I felt like I was in a good place and now I just want to go cry. Like I, like I need to feel older. But so what, so Jeff, just talk about our roster a little bit. We have, I mean, we're young too, still 11 guys on the roster that are, that are 24 years or under, which is, which is amazing. Um, so what have you seen so far in the, you know, training camp and the first couple of games that, uh, that's intriguing to you so far? Yeah, we're, I would, I was told we're the second youngest team in the league. So we are for sure pretty young. Um, you know, look, I think that um, we're, we're, right where we left off last year. We're continuing, you know, the, 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 the work that we did last year, we're rolling out the same guys. We did not 
we didn't trade future draft picks. We didn't go sign, you know, um, significant veteran free agents. We brought our team back. We want to um, allow these guys to develop their own through line, show us who they're going to be. We have obviously a lot of decisions ahead of us. Um, so we are young and we're going to, we're going to stay young. You know, we're going to let these guys, um, learn on the fly. And so with that, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a lot of figuring out. You're going to have a lot of, um, you know, understanding what it takes to win. And you can see some guys overthinking a little bit and, and, you know, not sure exactly like where to be, but the thing that I've seen of our team that I really like is a lot of the, um, uh, kind of, uh, I don't want to call them mistakes, but a lot of the figuring out, um, a lot of the uncertainties that you're seeing kind of show up as like overpassing, not sure when to cut, you know, and basically what that is, is those guys are understanding that it's their job to make their teammates better. And they're trying to figure out how that works in the NBA, you know? So I, I've, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far. I think that um, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of kind of, um, you know, unfamiliarity with, with the players regarding the chemistry. And there's a lot of figuring out, like, how do I, how do I give this guy space? Do I, do I, you know, uh, drift to the corner? Do I cut through? Um, so it's all, but it's all stuff that these guys are already understanding. Like, it's not about me. It's about how do I make my teammate better and how do we win? And so I'm, I've been really encouraged by it, obviously, um, you know, we're looking forward to getting Mark Allen Gary back. Um, I think that'll, you know, impact the way we look significantly. But, um, you know, it's preseason basketball. We missed three practices. And, um, you know, I think some clunkiness with, with, with those considerations and with our age profile, you know, are to be expected. But I think we've seen a lot of good, good things and, and exciting things. And, um, you know, uh, there remains a great sense of optimism, you know, amongst our group. You know, Jeff, I'd be interested. I, th there's a couple of times I've talked to Paulo, and we all have, and you hear him talk, and you you talk to him, and you, and you just walk away and you say, "Boy, I get it. I get it with this guy. <laughs> he's very, he's a very bright individual." And then, oh, by the way, he's 6'10", 250, 260, 270. I mean, who who knows how big he really is? What are the things that impressed you the most with Paulo, and, and what are your conversations with him like? Paulo is so talented, and he so understands you know, um, the big picture. He's a really smart guy and he understands, you know, that the different levels that he's going to have to go through to become the player he wants to become. Um, and you have to like understand the pressure that, that he puts on himself, you know? So with, with trying to, um, unroll the big picture and all those things that come with that, here's a guy who wants to go out and play well every night, you know, and he, and, he, and he's, and he's always kind of been that guy, you know, um, if he's not playing well, he feels that he lets his teammates down. And so he puts pressure on himself. And those are all great traits. Like those are traits that you want, you know. So um, I think that um, I watch Paolo and Paolo's been the best player um, everywhere he's been, you know, the best player on his team and probably the best player maybe even in that whole level. And so now he gets to the NBA and he has to figure out like, how does this all work? Like, what, what, what about when, when I don't have the ball in my hands and how do I, you know, make my teammates better and, and, all, and doing all these little things. And so I, I, I'm so excited by the way he's approached that without, without any kind of individual ego with, with a, with a, with a, with, a, with an understanding towards learning and listening. And he's so coachable. He's so smart. And, um, so I think, you know, Paolo's going to be great. And, and um, I think he's, um, 
he's, you know, as you said, you know, when you walk away, you kind of, you just, you just get it because he gets it, you know? So, um, again, 19 years old, you know, (laughs) Um, but, um, I, I even, even in these games, he's already done some really, really, um, impressive things. And, and, um, you know, obviously we, we feel he has a really bright future in front of him and, and, and the way he's going to blend in with the team is really exciting. Jeff, as you've watched him in these first two games, do you get a sense for where position wise um, he can be most effective, whether it's a, obviously he's a versatile player, but is it too early to tell yet? Or have you gotten some, some signals that he might be more, uh, you know, might be a better fit at, at one position over another or, or a couple over another? Uh, you know, David, it's a great question. I would say at this point, and maybe that's a question as much for Mo's, but yeah. is that we are kind of an experimentation mode right now. And, you know, even you can, you can see it reflected in the lineups, like the starting lineups and the combinations that coach is putting on the floor. Um, I think that this is, this is a feeling out process to say the least. I think it's going to continue to be that way, even into the season. Um, I'll say that without Markel and Gary, that th- those are variables that um, even further that so, but I think that's part of what this year is going to be. And I think part of what we're hoping is that between, you know, Paolo and Franz and, and, you know, you know, even, even some of the other guys um, there's so much versatility that the position, the positional part will kind of figure itself out, but it's more, how do I play with this guy? If I'm at the three, if I'm at the four, if I'm at the five, you know, like, you know, the coaches have talked about putting some of these big guys at the two, some it's like, how do, how do I play with these guys? I think is the real question. And we're, we're hoping to move past positions, you know? I mean, that's part of what we like about a lot of these guys is like good feet, good IQ, you know, team orientation with the right defensive concepts. We're hoping to be at a place where that question almost becomes irrelevant, you know? And, um, and, and, but that's going to take time and it's going to take time for our coaches to study it. And it's going to take time for the players to understand it. And it's going to take a lot of reps of those guys playing with one another. If we got to see, we got to see Franz for the first time uh, last night against San Antonio, obviously he rested against Memphis um, because of his schedule over the summer, you know, you just talked about the versatility of the lineups. Um, Franz being on the floor makes a, makes a big difference. Um, could you see Franz playing um, maybe at the two or even at the one at times? Um, do you see that kind of versatility in his game? Yeah, again, I mean, you know, JT, it's such a good question because it's almost it's almost kind of like what David was alluding to. Um, I think that even last year, we kind of saw Franz assume some of those responsibilities. I mean, I don't know, you know, Franz is so good in pick and roll and he's such a good decision maker and he knows when to attack the middle and and what that's going to do. And he knows, you know, when to get rid of the ball. And um, so, so um, yeah, I mean, I think like the coaches have talked about playing some of those big guys on the ball. And again, I'll kind of like, resist a little bit to say that means he's the one or that means he's the two but just to say like what we want to get to is a, is a place where that that ball moves and you just have playmaker 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 you know draw and kick you know finish you know punish and punish and mismatch um that's where we want to get and i think that um you know franz has shown such growth in, in such a short time um i think that um what i'm seeing in franz already is kind of almost an impatience with um 
with mistakes, with not getting it, you know, and, you know, um, Franz is, is, is a super competitive guy. He's a super smart kid and a super smart player. And, um, you know, uh, these are all signs of growth. And, and I look, you know, we look for these signs from all of our players, you know, and um, so that's, that's the phase of the team that we, that where we are right now. And it's exciting to see that, you know, I think it's fun and I think it's, hopefully it's fun for the fans. Oh, no yeah, how much did Euro? How much did Eurobasket help Franz this summer? I mean, he he really seemed to take his game to a different level. I mean, he was doing that anyway during the season. You could see him improving last year, but then he got to Eurobasket, and and maybe even something else clicked. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, better to ask him than me. But but um, I I think that you know Franz is so hungry to win, and so he's so hungry to compete. So. You know, the thing about Eurobasket and, and, you know, a lot of those international tournaments, um, it, you know, we've talked before about that, that tightrope that you walk where you don't want guys to, um, you know, um, get fatigued entering the season. You obviously don't want to run the risk of injury, but there's also the other side, which is, wow, it's great competition. I mean, it's high level competition, high level coaching. It's, there are a lot of NBA and, and upper echelon European players involved and to see you know a young guy like Franz walk into a situation like that and European basketball is different it's 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 much more physical um it's much more um kind of um set play execution based um and so um you know it's kind of like more old school NBA grown man basketball and to see a guy like walk into that and do what Franz did this summer you know can't help but but um you know, mature you and bring you back to the league with a different perspective. You know, Jeff, I'm also watching last night, I'm watching Wendell Carter Jr. And, you know, I, I know David and Jeff rave on him every broadcast and 23 years old again, right? And kind of last year was his first full year of kind of going through the role that uh, you had him in for last year. But you look at all the things he can do, the little pocket pass he left for Paolo last night. He's a great passer. He can shoot it. What's next for Wendell and how happy are you uh, with what you got in that big man. Oh my, I mean, and, 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 you know, Dante, the first thing, whenever you talk about Wendell that you have to say before you even touch on that, it's just like, what an amazing person he yeah. is. Right. He's, exactly. he's the, you know, greatest teammates I've been around, you know, he just, he's all about others. And, you know, the old, um, you know, you can tell a personality by the way, by the player. I mean, you know, he plays that way. The way he plays yeah. is the way he is. And, and so, um, yeah, look, his game took a huge leap last year. I think like last night shows that he's ready to take another leap. You know, he's put in so much work. Um, he really brings people together. He cares about winning first and foremost. Um, I mean, his game can grow in so many ways. I mean, the way he's, the way he's getting off screens now, he's recognizing, um, you know, pick and roll at such a high level right now, like where the opportunities are going to form. Um, he's developing chemistry. Um, and obviously he's such an elite level defender. He does so many things off the ball that will never hit a box score. Um, and, uh, you know, to have that guy kind of be your, your defensive glue um, is, is, you know, it's, it's so, it's so, it's so exciting for us. And just, you know, as you said, Dante, he's young, he's growing. He, he only cares about winning. And, um, you know, just just an amazing young guy, man. Really happy to have him. With uh, Markel and Gary out to, to start the season, 
Um, a lot is on Jalen and Cole, a couple of very young guards. What have you seen from those two young players, and, and what uh, what are realistic expectations for Jalen and Cole this year? Well, you know, I think Jalen was a little behind the eight ball because he had, you know, surgery as soon as the season was over and he didn't get the full summer that you, you know, that 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 sophomore summer is so important, you know, and Jalen really didn't get um, a full complement of that, you know, so he's he's just kind of like ramped up to get his full level conditioning. And I think you can still see sometimes a little bit of that, you know, blending in, but um, knocked down a couple threes last night. His defense is always at an elite level. And I think as he kind of like just continues to get reps, you know, he played half a season his rookie year and kind of had a truncated summer. I think as he continues to get those reps, I think you'll see the rest of his game round out. But you can see where his game is going. You know, just to say that you have that guy on the ball defensively with Wendell kind of anchoring the, the, the paint. Um, and then you have, you know, the, the shot profile developing. And, and as his game matures and he figures out more, um, you know, Get, gets more reps and figures out where the tricks are. And like, the, that's, that's what the NBA is about. Right. So I think you can see where Jalen's game is going. And um, I thought Cole played um, very well against Memphis. And then, you know, like last night he was what one for 11. So it's hard to say like he played well uh, going one for 11, but I think Cole, even when you talk to him now, you sense um, a, a, a greater maturity. I think he's understanding like, Hey, take a breath once in a while, you know, catch your breath, less can be more. And, um, you know, knock down your open shots. And um, it's easy to talk to guys about that. But, you know, now Cole's going into year three. I think he's starting to understand that. And it's not going to be, you know, from zero to 100. But I think it's going to be he's making progress in that direction. So, you know, kind of excited to track him this season. Chef, along the lines of the backcourt, you've mentioned uh, a couple of times, you know, kind of waiting for Markel and Gary to get back. Markel in particular, like, you know, what does that change? What about Markel's game that, um, as you see him fitting in with our, our, our really talented front court, what 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 do you see? What changes the dynamic with him on the floor? Well, you guys know as well as I do. I mean, Markel, I would say the way that we're currently constructed, um, kind of like snaps the team into place, you know. And, um, you know, if, if, if I, I, I do feel like we're trying to move away from like these positional identifications with our team. And I think that's where the league is going. That said, if, if there's anyone who's going to like answer that question that you guys alluded to earlier, it's, it's, it's put Markel on the floor and that'll give you a little better. And so, um, you know, I feel like, um, you know, Markel has, again, you know, really turned a corner like this summer, Markel came back 10 pounds lighter and with a, with a crazy focus, you know, and, um, these, these, again, I hate to, you know, sound like a broken record here, but you know, it ain't because it's a grown man's league. It ain't because it's so physical now it's because learning what wins in the NBA, it's that role orientation and guys don't get it overnight generally. So, you know, I think, I think our young guys are really like turning that corner. And I think Markel may be at the front of that line, just understanding the discipline off the court you know, the focus that you bring back. And um, I know how eager he was to kind of just, you know, explode out of the gates this year. Um, and so it's unfortunate that he had that little setback, but, you know, um, not too serious of an injury. Hopefully it won't be too long. Um, and I think that when he does come back, we'll get a real look at, um, you know, putting more of a rhythm on the court. Um, you know, obviously, um, um, 
he's such a talented guy. He's so versatile. And um, as I said, I think he kind of like snaps the team into place a little bit. So, and obviously we want to run and he can, you know, push that tempo with, with a lot of the other guys and, and, and just another, you know, swing, 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 playmaker, 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 you know, decision maker, creator. Um, so uh, obviously I don't think I said a whole lot that you guys aren't aware of, but, you know, it'd be fun to get him back and, and um, you know, have him see, see what he looks like with the rest of the guys right now. Yeah, we opened up. Oh, go ahead. We opened up the. We told fans that we were going to have you on the pod squad, so we opened it up for questions from them, and we had many asking about Bull Bull, and he's he's definitely a curiosity amongst fans, and we haven't gotten to see him only you know until recently because we didn't get to see him last year. What are your impressions so far of Bull and and how he's progressing, and and what do you think he can add to our uh, club? Yeah, I think that. Um... I think that Bull is like a super intriguing guy. This is a guy that really like going into if you I don't know if, if, if those guys keep these things, but if you were to go into his um, college season, he was the number one pick in the draft, you know, preseason. And so you see that talent on the court. And I think Bull is another guy who um, who has really like turned a corner. He had a great summer. I mean, he's 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 a very smart, discerning young man. And um he has a ton of talent, and I think that um, it benefits him that he's in a he's in a situation where we're trying to grow a young team, and we're 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 understanding what comes with that. You know, obviously, like when he was in Denver, it's hard because they're they're going for the title, they're going for the ring, and you know, um, young guys need reps and they need to get on the court to be able to figure some stuff out. And I think you know, right place, right time for balls, what we're hoping. But I can say that he has um, been really receptive to coaching. He's a very focused worker. He, he not just on the court, but um, regarding the performance staff and in the weight room. And he's really put the time in. And I think that you even see, even in these couple preseason games, you know, he sprints both ways. He stays low. He's, he's really working on these things to, um, to take care of like the details that he knows are going to put him in a better place. So um, I'm really excited about him. I think that um, he's really yet to like show anybody like who he can become, because again, I think that most of the, um, you know, I'd say like the, the mistakes of omission rather than commission, which I love. I love, I, I think like he's overpassing, you know, he's, 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 he's maybe thinking a little too much, you know, he's not playing instinct based basketball yet. I love that because that means he's trying to think about like, what does the coach want me to do? What, what how am I, how am I helping my teammates? Um, but all these young guys, as they get these reps, they're going to get past that. And then just their natural ability is going to start to emerge. And this kid has so much ability. I mean, there's really not much he can't do with like a, a seven, two, you know, frame and a seven, eight wingspan. And, and, you know, he's got skills and shooting profile and, and, you know, a whole bunch of ability. So, um, you know, I think he's on the right track. You know, our coaches have done a great job with him. Um, and, you know, I'm excited about him. I, you know, and, 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 and again, I think another guy for the fans to really uh, enjoy, you know, kind of being at the ground floor with a kid like that. Did you guys get as excited as I did uh, in the game against San Antonio when you saw Bowles' arms go straight up in the air <laughs> next to Mo Bamba's arms yeah. straight up in the air? And uh, I think all four hands got on top of the ball and threw it straight down. That was my favorite part. I did of see that. Game of the Spurs game. Jeff, in your travels, had you met his dad? Did you ever know Manute? Did you ever have any interactions with Manute? You know, it's so funny. Manute had one of, one of my favorite NBA stories 
is uh, this will this will kind of uh, talk about how old we all are. But is when um, when Manute first came into the league, there was a player that like drove down, put it up, and Manute blocked it. The guy got his own rebound back. Manute blocked it. The guy got his own rebound back. Went back up. Manute blocked it. And like so, he got. <laughs> Top block three times on one possession, and they're running back up court. And Manute, Manute looks at the guy and he says, "Don't you get cable?" <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? That's yeah, awesome. like a famous. Thing. So, so, um, <laughs> so uh, anyway. So, long story short, I had I actually met Manute when I was a video coordinator for the Clippers way, way, way back when. Just because I was so like fascinated by the guy. Um, and he, he was such a revolutionary player. He could only probably be that way at that time with a revolutionary coach like Don Nelson. But, um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, look, Bull is his own guy. Bull really um, can do things. Bull is way more talented than his dad was. And, um, and, and the league's changed so much. But uh, the league really lines up for a guy like Bull right now. I mean, this is Bull, – Bull's coming along at just the right time, you know. So he's got he's to continue to apply himself the way that he has – and, um, um, you know, hopefully good things ahead for him. You know, his, as dad, you, as you, his, his dad was a very good trash talker, too. Um, <laughs> learned, he, he learned his English in the locker room and uh, worked well for him on the NBA court. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, JT, that wasn't you, was it? That story was about, was it? No. No. <laughs> no it sounded very I've familiar. I've got some good very stories familiar. for you, but I can't share them on the podcast. So, <laughs> Enough. We're trying to get ratings up, Jeff. We're trying. That's to right. Up. Yeah, you got to go there. You got to go. Yeah, there. that's what. Those are the stories we need. Oh, he was a good one, boy. He could talk some trash, and uh, he. I know some of our fans um, back in the old Amway Arena got uh, got quite an earful a few times when he was looking over, talking to our bench and things. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, we'll just leave those for another time. Salty. <laughs> yeah. I I was going to ask you, Jeff, about uh, kind of back out, look lead, league-wide. And when you start thinking about the best players in the NBA today, a lot of them are European. I mean, you got Giannis, you got Doncic, uh, you've got Jokic. That, you know, that they, they might be one, two, three right now. You, you could argue. Um, we're talking about Wembenyama from France. What What is happening in the game of basketball, what what is there is has there been a a sea change in terms of um, European basketball overtaking American? Is that possible overtaking American basketball, U.S. basketball? It's so funny. It's such a great question, David, and it's so interesting to think about the way that our game has morphed. And you think about when these guys were coming into the league twenty years ago, all oh, these guys can't play in the NBA. It's too fast for them. It's too physical and our game has become their game. You know, I think about, I think about like when the ABA was around the old ABA with the red, white, and blue ball. And people used to laugh at the three point shot. You know, it's, it's like this, it's like this gimmicky league, the three point shot and the NBA now is what the ABA was like 40 years ago. And in, in a lot of ways, like our game has become the European game. Now, now the European game is still a walk the ball up the court game by and large. It's much, it's much more physical. It's almost like swap places with the NBA, but our game has just become so much more skill-based. 
Um, you know, the, the way that um, the games are um, officiated now, like there's less physicality, um, there's more spacing, there's more IQ, there's more, there's more um, shot creation. Those are the things of value now, obviously shooting. Um, so we've kind of become European basketball. And it's so interesting. If you had scouted Doncic, you know, now like, you know, he was 18 years old, but, you know, he, he, he had all the earmarks of greatness but he wasn't able to do the things in Europe. And I remember him saying like his rookie year, NBA is easier than Europe. And, you know, in, in some respects, you know, you have to understand like what he's talking about because you can't put your hands on a guy, you know, um, um, so many different things that, that we've become them where now when these guys come into the league, it's, I think it's less of a, of a, of, of a transition of a, of a kind of, you know, basketball shock, it, than, it, than it was before it's almost easier for them in some in some respects you know and yeah that's an interesting point i mean we could have in a few years maybe like those those three guys and 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 you know but after this draft you know another guy coming in where we could be looking at <laughs> those being like you know the top four guys that's really fascinating to think about well, it certainly is hey we got some of these questions jeff and then we'll let you go from fans but we got a couple wondering if you weren't in basketball what would you be doing what were some of your other passions or <laughs> thankfully you don't have to think about that, but if you didn't go the NBA route, what would you be, where would you have gone? I say this to you guys only. I'd be waiting. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> NBA or bust. That's what it was. Passion. I just don't know what else I'm qualified to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can, I think a lot of us can, a lot of us. Can I can relate to that. Yeah, honestly, I feel like one of the great things about the NBA is we get to connect with so many amazing people. And um, I do know that, you know, one of the one of the uh, hopefully earmarks of, of, of any anyone who, you know, is, is trying to break their way into any business is just being inquisitive, asking good questions. And for us in this business, we get to be around so many smart people that it's just fun to ask questions. Who knows where? You know, life takes you these days. And I think the world is so changing with, with the career, the way that young people look at career paths, you know. Um, but uh, honestly, I, I, I have no idea what else I'd be qualified to do. <laughs> I hear you. How about you? the same answer, Dante. Why do I have yeah. the same answer as Jeff? That's right. <laughs> I, this one about your leadership style. What would you say your, your leadership style is? How, how do you try to lead the, the group that you have in basketball ops? Um, wow. That's uh, how long you guys got. I mean, I, 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 don't, <laughs> exactly. I, I have this, this, uh, advanced leadership style or anything like that, you know, but I just feel like we have so many great people in our organization. That's why I, that's why I say that, um, you know, I, I, what, what we're hoping to do, what we're hoping to do is I always say is create an organization where the right information finds the right people without ego. And so what does that mean? It means no, boundaries, no walls between analytics, performance, coaching, player development, management, scouting. We can all sit at one another's tables. We can all on one another's meetings. We go out of our way to create platforms such as our player development protocol where Anthony Parker's um, at the hub that brings everybody to the table. You know, we have, we have learning labs um, with, a, with one of our amazing um, employees uh, named Harjeev. And we, we teach each other, you know, how to learn 
um, and also what, what we're trying to impart to players so that we're all messaging them the same way. And really, a lot of our time goes into just keeping one another on the same page because it's, it's an amazing thing to think about. Even in the five years since I've been with the Magic, our staff size has grown from about you know, 30 to, to over 60. That's, that's the way the league amazing. is going. Yeah, the staff sizes are just exploding. And so with that, you know, I think more time needs to be devoted towards, you know, keeping us all on the same page. And, and I really believe that the players feel that, you know, these are guys that are going to, you know, experience how many different faces, how many different conversations does one player go through in a day? And for them to for them to feel that these guys are all on the same page, you know, they're you know, the, the conversations are all you know, flowing in the same direction. And obviously you have your, 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 your personal conversations and relationships at the team, of course, but like when you're talking about your work, that they all flow in the same way. And uh, with, with that many people, I think that that's something that we spend a lot of time on. And I, and I, and, and we empower our people to, you know, look, man, like step up, like, you know, be a part of this player's um, improvement and and we trust you to be that person but in order to develop that trust we all have to be having these conversations a lot so so we, we try to break down silos and you know really open it up so that we're all understanding you know this is what our department is trying to do this is how we're trying to do it and this is how you guys in this department can help and vice versa excellent Jeff, another fan question here is uh, they want to know what your if you could describe your game when you were a player, how would you describe your game? Two words. Xavier Simpson. <laughs> is that right? That was you. I I had that hook shot, man. It was the only way I could get shots off. <laughs> I had it. <laughs> I, I pulled Cole and RJ aside the other day and I said, if you guys aren't asking Xavier how to shoot that shot, you're making a mistake. It's un. <laughs> It's the only way you can get shots off, man. I don't know if people are embarrassed to shoot it now, but <laughs> that's easy. Oh, that's all right. That's awesome. That's right. All right, then last thing, uh, your expectations for the year. I, I know expectations is a tough word, but when you think about this year, what, what do you consider a success and what are you kind of challenging from your team this year? Well, I think that, you know, um, and I know we've talked a few times about, you know, getting Gary back and getting Markel back, you know, um, we have to play better basketball. You know, we, we have not, we, we, we have been very intentional about not signing or trading for um, veteran guys who are going to eat up the reps that our young guys need. And we understand that with those reps, there are going to come growing pains. We understand that. That said, we've definitely got to raise the bar on you just can't continue to make the same mistakes. And so we'll probably get um, a little more discerning, you know, as we go forward. And I would say that um, getting young, talented, smart, high character guys, which we feel we have a bunch of them on our team, getting them their reps and also implementing a higher standard for um, understanding what it takes to win. Um, I, I, I expect that to happen this year. I'll be very disappointed if that doesn't happen. Excellent. We did get one that came in here under the under the gun from David Steele. Wants to know if he can use the altitude chamber at the AHTC. <laughs> no, I would say it's yes. The sleep. It's the sleep pod that I'm. <laughs> you, you can have the altitude chamber. You know, we didn't even we didn't even get into the building. I mean, did I, we, Jeff? Like, what 
what are your thoughts on the, I mean, I, I'm speechless every time I walk into the building. What do you think about the, how the building, is it wilder than you ever thought <laughs> in your wildest dreams? I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, first, first of all, I would say David Steele um, has permission to use the altitude chamber under supervision only. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> kind of like his cell phone. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of supervision but, in every but, aspect of life. <laughs> I will say this: David does not need supervision for the sleep pod. Unfettered. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good. 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 Um, Fair enough to go in. <laughs> I mean, George, that that place is, uh, you know, you can imagine. We've already gotten requests from all from teams uh, across the league to come in and check it out. Um, you know, that's what the league has become, right? We all need to provide our guys with the best possible place. The thing I love about our facility, you can see all these pictures and you can see all the technology. Guys, you know as well as I do, in five years, the technology is going to be different. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to upgrade whatever it is that we have now because they're going to be something new. But what you can't ever redo, you only get one crack at it when you build these things, is the flow, the light, the indoor-outdoor for, for a warm weather city like ours, um, and um, the communal space that it creates. And that's honestly, I, I've had so many like little kind of like um, warm little moments already by like just observing the way our players interact with our staff. And it kind of gets back to the last question. It's a really important thing for us is that, you know, our players like in that huge atrium, they'll take their food and go outside and have like, you know, I took a picture with like Chuma and Paolo and Gary, you know, like chilling out outside on the patio, you know, and right next to them were our nutritionists and, and one of our analytics guys. And then, you know, like they, they just, it, it's just brought the whole team together in a way that we were exactly hoping where um, everybody commingles and our players are such, you know, they're such good young guys that, um, you know, I think it's fun for them too to be able to like interact with the rest of the group. But that's my favorite thing about the place is the way that it's kind of just, it just brings the whole organization together. And um, to have the Advent guys, we've already made, you know, use of, you know, having, having the medical facilities just across the court, you know, that's obviously like a huge boon, but um, really, I really think that this is one of those places as the technology gets better and comes and goes, the workflow, the light will make our place, you know, relevant, you know, 20 years from now. Well, it's an amazing place and it's best in all of sports and it's so vast. You had no idea. I brought my family there for the hurricane. So that's where we wrote it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an amazing, it's an amazing place. Jeff, we can't thank you enough for the time here. This is awesome. Magic fans are excited. I know you feel it amongst the, you know, walking around town. We, we can't wait to get the season started. Best of luck this year. Love being with you guys all the time. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks so much. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pod Squad.